welcome to the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast, Episode 3. Very excited to have Episode 3 coming at you today on Sunday. And I have to say, it's interesting. I, I really have enjoyed the process of recording a podcast every week. I know it's only been three weeks, but I've actually felt more creative uh, since doing this, and I think you know, I'm I'm meeting my drummer Adam this Wednesday to start working on some new music, and that's been DJing has sort of taken over my life over the last couple of years. So I really have sort of stopped writing songs, and I started recording this podcast a few weeks, and I feel like it's really it's actually created some creative energy from a uh, some new creative energy in my life that I wasn't really anticipating. And I think, well, he, he listened to a, a podcast of mine a couple of weeks ago and he was really stoked by it. And he just brought up getting together and I thought it'd be a really great idea to start recording some new music again. So I guess my point is, is that I think, I think when you're creative, you need something sort of some sort of discipline or some sort of thing that you that you have that's regularly scheduled that you do every week or maybe every day that sort of reminds you about that part of the brain that's that's creative and I think um, I, th- I think it's really important to hold on to that and again you know I, I I talk a lot about social media and Instagram and how bad it can be for you and I think that's that's another reason why I think your brain gets diluted with so much useless stuff throughout the day. And that, that that creative part in the brain is is sort of this really sweet and sensitive part that needs to be nurtured and nurtured and um, taken care of. And if we're not careful, the sort of loud bombardment of information that hits our brain every day, that that small piece in the brain that's creative just gets quieter and quieter. And before you know it, you're you're not writing or you're not um, painting or working on your acting or, or directing a movie. So um, anyway, I think it this it's sort of recording these podcasts each week has really added something to my my life that I've really enjoyed. So I'm gonna you know hopefully keep this going. And obviously I'm recording the third episode this week, and a lot has happened this week. That's really actually the last two weeks. It's really given me a lot of uh, material that I sort of wanted to talk about. I was thinking about Elon Musk and Colin Kaepernick the the, uh, the the ex-football player, I guess you could say. So anyway, um, and I want to talk to you about that. Like the media to me sort of, like we've almost started to copy how the media uh, behaves. The media is always looking for obviously ratings and a big story and and to get your attention. And, And now we're sort of becoming just like the media. Um, we want your attention on Instagram. We we people are showing more of their body every every uh, every day, um, or they're being louder, or they're being more extreme. And I was thinking about um, the impact that the media has had on our responses to certain things. And you know, Elon Musk is the president or slash CEO of um, SpaceX and Tesla, and he was on the Joe Rogan show about a week and a half ago, and. It was about a two and a half hour interview. I only listened to about an hour and a half of it, then I sort of started to tire from it. But um, I found the interview really interesting. Elon Musk, he he sounds like a nerd, but in a great way. He he um, he, he he is thinking like twenty to fifty years down the line. I mean, he's he's apparently in works with Los Angeles right now, 
where they're trying to build underground tunnels where people can drive in these tunnels and pull up to their house uh, and park it in an underground tunnel underneath their home. And I mean, the idea that that could happen is is amazing. But he's he's think he thinks so far down the line. And and if he sounded like a CEO of a company that makes incredible cars like Tesla or works at SpaceX, uh, he sounded um, well spoken. And I noticed something that was really interesting when Joe Rogan ever whenever Joe Rogan asked him questions, he always paused and actually thought before you know, speaking. And I thought that was a really interesting trait. So anyway, this really amazing interview, two and a half hours long, but you know what gets the media's attention and you know what gets people's attention, maybe because of the media, um, Elon smokes marijuana on the show and apparently Joe smokes. And I, I didn't get to this part of the interview because I didn't want to be, um, I, I saw, I saw the clip on the news, but he took a drag um, from Joe. And, and it seemed pretty harmless and seemed pretty innocent. And, and marijuana is legal out here in Los Angeles or in California. And the media just jumped all over Elon, uh, you know, saying that he's insane and, and people like were selling stock shares because how can this guy actually, you know, run, uh, run Tesla? He, he's just, he's addicted to marijuana or something. People are freaking out about this stuff. And it's just, it's like, why, why, I mean, obviously you don't want your, um, the owner of a company to be, you know, doing drugs all the time and getting wasted, but it, it just, it was such a small little piece of the interview. And I found the rest of the interview to be pretty fascinating and interesting. And yet people, don't want to listen to two hours of an interview. They don't want to get informed by some in, some pretty cool information. They instead just want to latch on to ridiculous stuff like him taking a drag of pot. Um, and it's just it's pretty infantile the way that we're responding now to to stuff. We're we're just we're not really paying attention. We're not really getting deep and reading and and absorbing the actual information that's going on. We're just being you know, spoon fed from the media, like the, the shocking moments or this or that. And, and it's, it's, it's really, it's pretty sad. Uh, if you think about it, we're, we're not really taking time to digest all the information before we react. And I think, um, there's a lesson to be made there. And I, and I think Instagram in a weird sort of way is, is affecting that trend as well. You know, we, it's almost like we just, our brain is just getting used to one pretty picture, sort of like a calm, the steadiness of Instagram over and over again. And then if something crazy happens, we don't know what to do. It's, and we just, we overreact or we can't handle it. I, I just, I think it's funny because Elon talked about Instagram uh, on the interview. So I wanted to play a clip uh, from the show and, and then I'll obviously have a few thoughts. Now we're talking about social media before this about just not having Instagram on your phone and not dealing, and you feel better. Yes, I think that one of the issues with social media, it's been pointed out by many people, is that um, I think maybe particularly Instagram, um, people look like they have a much better life than they really do. Right, So by design. Yeah, people are posting pictures of when they're really happy. They're modifying those pictures to be better looking. 
Um, even if they're not modifying the pictures, they're at least selecting the pictures for the best lighting, the best angle. Um, so people basically seem uh, uh, they're way better looking than they basically really are. Right. Um, and they're way happier seeming than they really are. So if you look at everyone on Instagram, you might think, man, they're all these happy, beautiful people. And I'm not that good looking and I'm not happy. So I'm a suck. And it seems so, so sort of simplified that people would have that response if if they're looking at nothing but pretty pictures all day, um, then, and you're not like on a beach like everybody else is, sort of hanging out um, on vacation. You're thinking, God, boy, my life just totally sucks compared to everybody else. But um, I, I do think that that's a natural response, and for whatever reason, I'm not quite sure, but. Um, Instagram has just become this platform where people are doing nothing but posting perfectly edited photos of themselves all day. And and the reason why I'm hesitating is because my cats just walked in. So um, anything is possible at this point. They're actually staring at each other and it looks like a cat fight can break out at any moment. But um, yeah, I don't know what sort of happened to our culture and Instagram where if it's not a perfect looking photo, then I'm not going to post it on social media. And I guess I, I understand, you know, if you, you look like shit, you're not going to put a picture up on um, a social media platform so everybody can see it. But it's just become sort of extreme. And I make fun of um, Instagram a lot where I'll say that like, um, I'm only friends with models now, or if my friends don't look like models, then I'm not going to be, if, if people don't look like models, then I'm not going to become friends with them. And, and for whatever reason, it feels as though, um, people are posing all the time on Instagram and they look perfect. And, you know, I, I, of course, you know, I'm a yoga teacher and I sort of make fun of yoga teachers sometimes because it, it feels as though yoga teachers are just becoming models or the best yoga teachers in the world have to have great bodies or look completely perfect all the time. And, and yoga, the irony obviously is that yoga is not about how you look, it's about how you feel on the inside. Yet it just feels that um, yoga on Instagram has just become uh, a display where, you know, teachers can basically show off how great they look all the time. And um, I, I think, you know, they're obviously wanting to bring attention to their brand or their classes, but I do think the overall impact of Instagram um, is having a negative impact on on people's um, psychology or frame of mind or their confidence level. And, and there is a reason why there's um, so many people in therapy these days. I, I'm not just blaming it all on Instagram, but I think um, Instagram is certainly not making people... Um, I think in a moment, um, people are getting you know, the people that are posting something are, are feeling better about themselves because they keep getting likes and, and attention. Um, and that's the other thing. People are just becoming so obsessed with the attention they get through Instagram. It's like, if you're not getting enough in your real life, well, one great way to fix that is to post a picture of your ass on Instagram and then people are going to like it. So um, uh, yeah, I'm going to play one more part from the interview and I'll have a few more thoughts. What essentially Instagram is with a lot of people is you're giving them the opportunity to be their own PR agent and they always go towards the glamorous, mm -hmm. you know, and when any, anybody does show, you know, hashtag no filter, you know, <laughs> they, they really do do that. Like, oh, you're so brave. Look at you. No makeup. You know, yeah. they look good anyway. You look great. What are you doing? Oh, my God, you don't have makeup on. You still look hot as fuck. You know what you're doing. I know what you're doing, too. They're, they're, they're letting you know. 
And then they're feeding off that comment section. Ooh, just a little... Sitting there like like it's a, a fresh stream of love. Like you're getting right up to the source as it comes out of the earth and you're sucking that a lot sweet, of, lot of sweet emojis. love water. Emojis. Emojis. Yeah. A lot of Weird. emojis. My, my concern is not so much what Instagram is, is that I didn't think that people had the need for this or the expectation for some sort of technology that allows them to constantly get love and adulation from strangers and comments and, and this bit. So, yeah, I think, I think the impact of Instagram is far greater than we're really giving it credit for. And I think I'm, I'm really becoming more aware of it. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I started teaching yoga this last like year and a half. And I just, I see the, I see the shift in our culture and I see people paying attention to stuff that really doesn't matter. And when I say it doesn't matter, you know, it's almost like we have two lives now. We have our own life and we have our Instagram life. And it feels like people are paying more attention to the Instagram world than their actual life. And and I mean that, you know, it's difficult to be um, to maintain friendships and relationships, and it's difficult to um, look at yourself and um, figure out what what really sort of you're passionate about, or what turns you on in life, and what 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 are some pursuits that you really want to follow, and you know, becoming a better human being and and working on becoming better. And I think you know, when we were younger, um, we had our parents most often who sort of reminded us to you know do our homework, or we had grades, or um, we had college or school, and a lot of times we had a boss that sort of, you know, told us we were doing a good job or um, we got a raise if we were doing well. And nowadays, I, obviously, people still have jobs and people still have to go to college, uh, or a lot of times they like to go to college. But I think, you know, when when our when we were done with work or we're done with our uh, going to school, we would go home and, and we would have homework, or we would maybe watch a few channels on TV and that was it. Nowadays, it's just the field is open. There are so many options of things to look at and things to do. And um, instead of, it's it's much easier to just sit at home and just scroll at your phone and look at photos all day. Um, it's much easier to do that than it is to actually have a moment with yourself and figure out what what you want with your life and um, what you're passionate about, and they're they're really Instagram isn't making you um, a better person. It's not or it's not adding depth to your to your creative pursuits or your or your life. It's just sort of on the surface. Um, but what's happening is is that your Instagram life. Although you think that it's just your life, it's not because you're controlling what's going on there. Um, you're controlling how good you look. Um, and then if you're just sitting at home on the couch instead of reading the newspaper or reading the news or you know listening to the Elon Musk interview for two hours and sort of seeing what kind of guy this is as opposed to just you know the pot smoker that the media wants you to think he is, um, instead of doing all those things, what people are doing is they're taking selfies or they're just scrolling at Instagram and, and looking at the meaningless shit that's being posted there every single day. So I think, you know, 
this look, Instagram isn't going anywhere. It's not going away. Uh, it's probably going to become virtual reality. It's going to get bigger. Um, they're purposely changing it and, and adding new filters and new little tricks because they want people to be addicted to it as much as possible and be on there as much as possible. Um, they would rather you spend your free time there than actually educate yourself about um, something new and interesting or or figure out something that you're really passionate about. And I think you know when, when I get to the end of yoga class and people are lying in Shavasana, I don't do this all the time, but I do like to try to remind people that like that moment when you're sitting quietly, when it's just you and yourself, no distractions, what, that is the time to listen to your voice inside of your head because that's when it's the clearest. And that's when you can become more in touch with who you are and what you want and um, with, with, this, with this freaking amazing life of yours. It's not... Um, the, the big solutions to your life are not found on Instagram. They are found typically sitting peacefully with maybe some friends through experiences, uh, trial and error, or just sitting with yourself and, and trying new stuff, figuring out what you want, what you don't want, and, and following that voice um, that's tucked inside your head, that's getting bombarded with constant um, bullshit. And, and it's time to um, shed that bullshit to the side and, and think about what's really important. So the last segment here, again, I, I want to talk about Colin Kaepernick and, you know, he is the 49er, ex-49er player um, who's been out of a job. And the big story is, is that, as you probably know, is that Nike um, used him for this latest advertisement for Just Do It. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't shocked. This is what's confusing to me. Does Nike actually believe in what Colin believes in, in, in kneeling? Or are they just doing this because they want attention and they want money? Um, and I don't know. Nobody may ever know. And that's the thing, you know, corporations are just out there to do what they can to get your attention because they know that you're on Instagram all the time. And it's funny that after the, after that advertisement came out, you know, people were burning their Nike shoes or their socks and, you know, they're boycotting Nike and, and all this bullshit. And then sure enough, you know, like three days ago, Nike's hit, their stock price hit an all-time high. Um, so obviously it's a win. You know, Nike is getting attention and getting publicity, and that's maybe all that matters. And, and here's the thing. You know, I did some research on Colin Kaepernick, and I, I like to, um, it's getting darker in my room now, so I can't really see my notes anymore. But this is the thing. Colin had a deal with Nike. It's not like he's been in under contract with them for the last three years that they haven't been using him at all because of all this shit that's been going on and he's not, not even on the field anymore. Um, Nike just signed a new contract with the NFL like two months ago to make the jerseys for all of the players on the field. So do you think they would have 
thrown this advertisement out with Colin maybe four or five months ago before the deal had even been signed? No freaking way. So Nike, they're not idiots. And I can see why the NFL can maybe be a little bit annoyed by it now because they just signed a deal with Nike that was obviously multi-millions of dollars so that Nike can make all the jerseys for the freaking players. So it's it's almost like Nike's possibly saying, fuck you, NFL, uh, we got, the, got your money. And now on top of it, we are going to place an ad with a player that nobody wants on their team. And it's very complicated, obviously. But, you know, Colin uh, was a great athlete in college. He could have played baseball or football, but he wanted to play football. But he was only picked up by one team, uh, or he was only recruited by one team, I think it was the University of Nevada. Um, he got picked up or he got signed by the 49ers. And, it, and he didn't play. And, you know, sometimes in life, everything just falls into place. Um, and it's very true with 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 sports. Um, you know, all the little pieces, you got to get lucky sometimes. And I'm not saying that Colin didn't, didn't get lucky um, or that he did get lucky. It's it's very complicated. All I know is, is that there was one year Jim Harbaugh was the coach and Alex Smith was the starting quarterback, quarterback and Alex got injured or he got a concussion. So they threw Colin in. And at the time, Jim Harbaugh was one of the best coaches in the NFL. Amazing defense. They had an amazing offense. Um, and Jim had this way of utilizing Colin's talent, probably better than any other coach in the league. And so Colin went on and had an amazing year. I think they went to the playoffs um, and they ended up losing in the playoffs. I think the following year also, there was big quarterback controversy. Well, Jim ended up going with Colin and he played the whole year. And I think they ended up going to the Super Bowl and lost. But we also have to remember something that's really important. There's something called a contract year with, with uh, professional athletes. And what that basically refers to is it's the last year of a player's contract. And typically, historically, players play exceptionally well the last year of their contract because they know that they're going to have to resign a new contract. So is it also kind of ironic that Colin played some of the best ball that he had ever played on the last year of his contract. And then the next year, of course, he signs like a $120 million deal. Um, and what do you know? But he doesn't play as well. And their team goes eight and eight. There's controversy um, in the locker room. You know, Colin ends up being on in the Sports Illustrated body issue where he's showing off his body in the magazine. And, and it, it almost feels like he becomes more interested in other things. And, and I don't know if he was interested in politics and, and, and violence all along. But what I do know is that Jim Harbaugh ends up getting a new job. He goes to Michigan. And the next year, um, Colin plays terribly. He, he's not nearly as good. And so this goes on for another year. And then the 49ers want to sign a new contract with him because he was so terrible. He ends up losing his job. And he's on the bench. Um, one day, and the cameras pick him up, like during the national anthem, he's sitting there the day that in preseason, he's sitting on the bench in preseason. It's not like a, um, a real regular season game. It was preseason. And he's, he's having a hard time because he's finding out that he's not going to be the starting quarterback. Now, is he sitting on the bench protesting the, the uh, national anthem? Or is he sitting on the bench because he's pissed off that he just found out that he um, lost his starting job? So he, he sat on the bench the first game. He sat on the bench the second game. It wasn't until the third preseason game, and he wasn't he wasn't kneeling. He was still sitting on the bench. It wasn't until the third game that 
the media started asking about it. And that's when he started to kneel. And, you know, I, all I know is, is that it's not as, as simple, maybe because his career wasn't doing well. And his girlfriend also works for MTV. I, I think she's like a talk show host or she she's a personality on the network. I mean, maybe Colin was and his team was looking for new ways to get attention because his career was was starting to go, was starting to spiral downwards. Um, I, I mean, I don't know, but I do know is that everything isn't what it seems. And I think um, under now, most people don't have the time to do all this research on Colin, research on Nike, but but people are trying to get attention. And 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 and, and most people like Peyton Manning and John Elway and, and and Warren Moon, Randall Cunningham, they worked at on being a quarterback. That was their main primary goal. And I'm sure Colin's primary goal for years was being a quarterback. But maybe all the pieces just fell into place perfectly. He had the right coach. He had the right offensive line. He had the right quarterback. And he had an amazing year. And, and, and every now and again, that happens. It happened with Matt Ryan and the Falcons just a couple of years ago. Uh, he's an okay quarterback, but he had one year where everything just fell into place. And he had the most amazing statistics. They went to the Super Bowl. They ended up losing. But... Um, Sometimes that happens. And then Colin signs his deal. He gets his huge contract. He gets all this money. But then his coach leaves. The quarter, the, the, his good receivers leave. The offensive line is worse. And then Colin, lo and behold, is not nearly as good as he was. And so maybe they were looking for new ways to get attention. I, I don't know. My point is that I just, I, does Nike actually believe in what Colin stands for? And does Colin actually believe in what he's standing for? Or is he doing it because, you know, his career was starting to not be, was starting to spin downwards. And he was thinking, well, I want to, I, I want attention somehow. So I'm going to protest um, the violence that's going on in our country, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, obviously it's, it's terrible what's going on. Um, but do, does does he actually believe in that, or is he actually doing it because he wants attention? Does Nike actually believe in what Colin stands for? And it's a beautiful campaign. It's it's beautifully shot. It's beautifully depicted. Or is Nike doing it because they're a business and they want your attention? And so um, I I don't know. I don't have the answers. All I know is is that it's getting to the point now where we don't know what anybody actually believes and. Um, people are scared to say what they actually think because if they say something that's different from what the culture believes or thinks, they might get persecuted for it uh, or people are going to yell at them. Uh, they're going to get like tons of retweets on Twitter. And and it, it's just, it's what's going on right now. It's, it's, it's kind of insane in a weird sort of way. We, we are getting to the point now where it, it, it just, people are just should be the same and post pretty pictures all the time, or just don't say anything. Or we should just believe in everything that we're seeing and don't question it, because if you do, then you're going to be called names or you're going to be called a hater, because um, you can't criticize anything anymore today, because uh, if you do, then people are going to freaking yell at you and call you a hater. Um, so it's just, it's a very confusing time. 
And, um, and our, since we're paying so much attention to our phones all the time and Instagram, I don't know if we know what's real and what's not anymore. Um, and what it requires of you is to do a little bit more research. Or if you don't have the time to do the research, just make sure you know what you're paying attention to or what you're getting yourselves into. And that is the world, whether it's big businesses, whether it's your friends on Instagram, whether it's people you follow on Instagram, they primarily want you to think that they're perfect, that they have everything figured out, that they have no problems. And if it's big businesses, primarily what they're wanting to do, it's a a bottom line and they need to make money And they're going to do whatever they can to get your attention and to create controversy or to stir the pot. And Nike, sure enough, did that. Um, Again, I don't know the big story. I don't know the full story. I don't know. And the funny thing is is that Colin isn't answering any questions by the media. Um, He did his part. He got his attention. And now the media wants to probably ask him some questions, but he's not anywhere to be found. So nobody really knows what to believe. Um, it's a great story. He's won all these humanitarian awards. Um, but I got the feeling like people are comparing him to Muhammad Ali, but Muhammad Ali was vocal all the time about what he was passionate about before, during, after. Um, and so nowadays I I just, I don't know what to believe. And, um, it's, it's, uh, take that for what it is. I don't know if it's scary. I don't know if it's, um, glass half empty sort of point of view, but I think, I'm just trying to make sense of it all, but also I, I, I move forward with caution and I'm just trying to become more aware of what people's intentions are. And um, I guess we'll leave you with that this week. Um, it's been, let's see how I'm doing on time. You know, I still have some time to talk, but I, I don't. I don't want to keep talking and talking. So, um, but I'm really, you know, this this week was really an interesting week, and I'm really, um, I'm really happy that you listened again. I did not get any visits from the cats. I got one meow this week, um, but I am. I promise you, I'm going to start having guests. Um, I'm trying to work that out with like three or four right now. Um, I'll, I do want this show to become an interview show as well. Not just, just not just me rambling about my thoughts on our culture, uh, which I know is really interesting. But um, I really appreciate you listening again. And um, again, third episode, the downward facing spiritual spiral. Uh, plan is to be back next week one more time. I'm really excited about this week. I'm meeting my drummer, Adam. We're going to start writing some new music. Um, I finished my first draft of my book about a week ago, so I'm going to dive back into that and start editing it. Again, it's about being creative. It's about being um, passionate passionate about finding um, your voice, but it's also being aware and knowing that the world out there primarily is, is wanting something from you. They're wanting your attention. They're wanting you to buy their shit. Uh, they're wanting you to think that they're freaking happy all the time. So just, just try and ignore it as much as possible and stay true to you. That's, that's really the lesson this week. Uh, thanks again for listening.